Capri. Welcome to episode 141 of We The Gamer Cast. It comes to you on iTunes, Google Play, and mother-loving YouTube every Monday, like today. Thank you so much for being here and subscribing, clicking the thumbs up, leaving a comment, and supporting us on patreon.com slash makeusbetter. I'm just going to run right into it, guys. So much is happening at patreon.com slash makeusbetter. So many shows. The Trophy Room, Nintendo Nostalgia, Warp Whistle Gaming, and it's all thanks to our executive producers, our our gold producers, and our, our I don't know, I'm, I'm way off script, guys. I'm a little lost here. Let's get back on track with our platinum executive producer, Corey Hicks, gold executive producers, Sheldon Benedict and Mr. Moody, and all of our gentlemen executive producers. You know who you are, Dude427. How are you, dude? Martini Jean, Aaron Doherty, my Irish brother, my Irish, the Irish cream. I don't know where to go with that. David Ray, Jesse Armstrong, James Johnson, Dr. Doom, and Mr. Nick Militia. Guys, people from all over the globe, across the land, supporting us. Thank you so much. And I've got a great episode. But if you're new, here's the deal. Every week I have sweet hangs with the stranger from the internet. And if you want to be on the show, it's easy. Just tweet at me, at Sean Capri. Sean, like Connery Capri, like the pants. I'm a little... Last week I was so full, chock full of energy. This week... A little tired. Little, uh, Link turned one yesterday. In case any of you missed on Twitter, he turned one year old. One years old? One, one year. One year. He has, he has been alive for 300. This is 366th day. Most people, most parents get a little carried away with he's 17 months or whatever. Let's keep track of days and make that super annoying for everybody. Uh, we're going to get into it pretty quickly here, guys. He's sleeping right now. I think Chelsea might be sleeping too. Maybe take a little nappy. Well, not, not not like the diapers in England, but a little, just a little nappy poo. A little nappy poo. Ah, see what I did there? Let's get going, guys. I was on Play Some Video Games, the the, the flagship show, PSVG. I want to say thank you to uh, Kevin and Kyle for having me on, and also say thank you to whoever from the Play Some Video Games crew wasn't able to make it that opened up the spot for me to be on, because if you guys haven't already, we were live, and I know a few of you were in the chat there but if you haven't go please check out that um that whole network you just one feed you get like six thousand uh episodes per week i think is is how that works but one of those six thousand i was on and i had a great time so thank you guys so much um slowly but surely we'll have the entire psvg crew on here this week we have somebody from the we the nerdy crew and uh so we'll just kind of swap back and forth can't do it all at once but you guys will all be on here I'm really enjoying this kind of like mishmash of shows. We're we're all we're all over the place. This is good times. Um, I want to give a little love to two new producers. This week was crazy at Make Us Better. Two new producers, uh, Tammy Ryan coming in helping helping out the show. She, um, goodness gracious, just came out of nowhere, lighting up the Discord. If you guys haven't already joined the Discord, the link is in the chat. Go say hi to Tammy and also uh, Jared Gautier. Highly intelligent. Thank you so much, guys. I really, really appreciate it. And um, and Jared created a template for for streaming. And then, of course, I take like a week off of, of streaming almost altogether. Going to be back. I needed to paint a, a little thing for for Lincoln. I we got him a set of drums. Can't believe I skipped over that. His birthday present, like legit set of of drums, not like not like rock band drums. Uh, which, by the way, real drums. At least six times harder to put together than rock band drums. I thought I knew what I was doing. I found some sweet YouTube videos. Might even practice some lessons so that I, I know what the heck I'm talking about when uh, getting Link on those drums. But it's sweet, man. They're they're like, they're like legit, and they are loud as balls. So see how long it takes for us to completely regret that decision. 
should be a good time. You know what, though, guys? I think we're going to get into it. I haven't been playing a whole lot of games. I've just been, I say to Chad in here, like, um, it's been, it's been Stardew Valley. And I don't even know why, but I am getting just a whole lot of satisfaction. And I don't know, Toby, Toby Thornton, I don't know if you, if you listen, but you told me so, and you were right. And there's something about this game that is, like, I'll just play 45 minutes and that's it. And I'm loving it. So Stardew Valley is it. Uh, we'll just continue. Oh, and if anybody listens to the Xbox Drive, we forgot to mention on the Xbox Drive that Dave is going on vacation. He He's not he's not like Bobby. He's not completely abandoning us. Um, so it'll be Johnny Casino on the Xbox Drive this week. So maybe you don't like Dave, but you like Johnny. <laughs> uh, and you've been skipping it this whole time. Check out this episode. So the Xbox Drive continues on. We're going to get into the show with uh, with Chad Waller from from We the Nerdy. This is going to get weird, everybody. There is going to talk about we're going to talk about comics. That's cool. Uh, we're also going to talk a little bit about fan fiction and perhaps some Aquaman smut. So stick around, everybody. This is going to be be good times. You can follow Chad on Twitter at Dual Soft, and we'll get into all of that. What the heck does that even mean? Here he is, Chad Waller. I have that problem with uh, iTunes a lot, where it's like, it's not broke, don't fix it. And they're like, mm-hmm. oh no, we, we broke it even more, don't worry. Yeah, every week, it's a it's a new every thing. Every week. Sucks. Every week, it is a new update on iTunes, isn't it? Yeah, I haven't downloaded like the last 10, but eventually it's going to force me to, and then mm-hmm. I won't know where anything is again. What do you even use? Do you use iTunes on your PC at all? Are you PC or Mac? I'm PC. Yeah. What are you using iTunes for these days? Which is, it breaks my heart to even have to ask that question because I used to love obsessing about my music library and like going in, making sure it's all organized and iTunes was like my hub. And even moving away from Winamp, that's really the heartbreaker. Oh man, Winamp brings back some memories. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I always, um, that's what I loved updating. I, I think that might have been the only piece of software I really enjoyed updating. Because it would oh, always yeah, launch with it. It would always have that sound at the start. Really whips the llama's ass. <laughs> Every time you update it, you're like, yeah. It's good but, stuff, uh, I, I, I have uh, an iPod as uh, my MP3 player of choice. Do you really? Yep. What kind? Uh, a fourth gen touch. Oh, okay. How big is that? Uh, 32 gigs, I think. Why not use a telephone? Um, I don't have a smartphone. Whoa, 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 whoa. How are how are you existing in this world? I thought that that was a requirement to be a, like a human being. There's a there's a possibility to be not having a cell phone right now. I mean, I have a cell phone. It's just or a smart, uh, I can't I'm sorry, smartphone. Okay. Yeah. So is it like a flip I, phone? I, my kinda. It slides up and down, so it's got a full keyboard. Mm-hmm. It's like eight years old now. Wh- why? <laughs> because too much and if i have it in my pocket i will never leave that's fair and i'm not so even like I've... i'm sorry i <laughs> said so the only thing I, I wish i had was like a gps on the thing because you know mm. you, you drive places and but you, yeah i have a garmin for that so which is actually the best how is garmin actually so they've managed to stay in business even though everybody said like they're like that iphone should have really wiped them out but somehow they're they are better gps or maybe everybody's really intrigued about their own heart rate. I'm not really sure. Well, because the one I have, I mean, that that thing's kind of a dinosaur too. Mm-hmm. Um, it just it just still works and it's great. You know, like like we said, if it's not broke, don't fix it. 
that's true. Actually, thank you for calling me out of my own shit. That's a really good point. <laughs> I'm like, I'm getting frustrated with all the new technology and all the updates and everything. I'm like, why do I even, why do I even do that? Maybe that's why I like console gaming, actually. Because, like, you can't really break it. Like, there's not really... Unless you're in, like, a preview program or something, you're probably not going to have a really broken experience. Uh, that's true. Or Red Ring of Death or something like that. But, yeah, like, you don't really have... There's not enough factors to really break it based on your own configuration. But yeah, it's nice. Yeah. I want to talk about comics, man. I want to talk about... Um, I have not ever gotten into comics, and it's. I feel like it's a shame. I feel like in another life, I maybe have, if we believe in parallel universes and stuff. And so, but I am, like, as we are both part of the We the Nerdy family, um, I'm well aware of, like, that's really, that's really the bread and butter. And before we really even get into comics at all, I kind of wanted to start to talk about, like, how did you, you were there before I was there at We the Nerdy. Like, how did you and He's Andrew... I'm sure you were, man. Like, I, I feel like I, I remember everybody uh, introducing themselves in the group, and I'm sure you were there saying some smart-ass thing when I introduced myself to the group. <laughs> God, Probably. I don't even know how many years ago. So I'm curious, like, how you and Andrew, like, kind of connected. Um, God, I don't remember how I found Andrew or the We The Nerdy website, but I know he was looking for, for writers. Mm-hmm. And, um... I went to the site and I saw that they had a section for books. And at the time, I was reading a lot of books and doing a lot of book reviews. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, I can't promise I can do a lot of content, but you don't have anybody reviewing books, but you have a slot for it, and I can, I'll do that for you. <laughs> so a lot of my old posts are um, are, are reviews of novels. Mm-hmm. They got to a point where I don't either. I was taking a lull in that, or it was just taking too long to get those reviews out because it takes so much longer to read a book than a comic book. Mm-hmm. And so I started just jumping on different comics. You know, you'd see a number one, and it's like, well, I can I can start there. I don't know how superheroes work, but I know that Wayward number one of Wayward. And it just slowly started building, uh, mostly with the indie stuff. Uh, so when you started, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. When you started writing reviews for comics, you didn't know like how superheroes were. Did I did I hear that right? Yeah, I mean, I've superhero comics is such a. It's so hard to get into them because there's so freaking many, and yes. there's all these. Uh, moving parts Mm -hmm. and they connect together so it's like if i wanted to read spider-man i don't even even now i don't know where i would start with spider-man me too okay i'm so glad okay this makes me feel a lot better this is my problem this is why i'm well we can get i wanted to get into that too um but this has been my problem with comics in general is like i don't know where to start and even when you say like i guess i'll start with the number one i'm like i feel like that maybe used to mean something maybe i'm totally misguided in this but i but a number one used to mean something big and I don't know if that's true or if it if it was true and now it's different. I don't know if it's you have any insight. It's definitely different. Yeah. Um, Marvel likes to re- renumber their stuff because number one sell better than number 20, 20s. Yeah, of course. So every time they, there's like a new arc in their stories now, they'll, they'll start it over as number one. Mm-hmm. But it'll be continuing from a different story. Right. And I've had a, a number of times where like, oh, it's like, oh, cool, a new num- Marvel number one. Maybe I can finally get into something. We won't just be shitting on DC books on Comic Stash. <laughs> and then it's like last time on, you know, Dragon Ball Z. Or, and it's like, but this is a number one. This doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. And so I just, I just don't read Marvel books. It's just not worth it. Is that specific to Marvel then? Is that what you're saying? Is that that number one, the way that they do number one is totally different from from DC or anybody else? Yeah, DC seems to be a lot better with just going forward. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so the problem with DC books is finding when an arc is going to start and when one's going to end. Because usually there are, are jumping on points, um, but they don't really telegraph when those are. And mm-hmm. so it, it's, you know, you, you follow Batman long enough, it doesn't really matter. But if you're trying to, like, just get into Batman, like, you're probably going to be kind of lost because he's about to marry a Catwoman and they're getting doing wedding plans and and that's a comic book. Like that's like that's a comic book. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh my gosh. Okay, I want to talk about this DC thing. You, you guys often kind of crap on on DC. I'm gonna get to comics dash as well, but you guys often talk about about DC. Is it a bias there to begin with, or is it like something that that you've genuinely or organically developed like a hatred towards DC? And now I'm hearing everybody just rip us apart <laughs> for even bringing this up. But I want to okay. I want to get your your opinion on it. Because so, even Andrew's brought it up to you. Yeah, Andrew can fuck off. Um, can I swear on this? I guess so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll try not to. Okay, so our, our hatred for DC is somewhat hyperbolic as a joke at this point. There are there are good DC books that we like. Um, we're, we're actually actively reading Batman and enjoying more issues than not now. Mm-hmm. Now that it's gotten to a point where Tom King isn't just writing really generic Batman books with him fighting Bane and the Joker and whatnot. <clears throat> so there's there's definitely stuff there. Um, Mr. Miracle's really good. Uh, there, there's there's good books there. The problem with DC books, though, is that there's what I would consider bad storytelling in comics, which is uh, hedging on a lot of writing and a lot of exposition. Mm. They do that a lot. Um, I don't know if it's uh, editorial mandate on like how many words they want in a book or if it's just some weird crutch some of the writers use. But if you pick up... Why would like, you want words in a book? Why Why would that be a thing? Right. I mean, it's a comic. It's a visual. Right. But there's... Like, if you... I, the last time I read a Green Arrow book, freaking Quincy would not... I think it's Quincy. Would not shut up. Like, every time he was just by himself, he was, like, sneaking through this building, and it was really cool. The artwork was great. And he was just monologuing the entire time. And it was... <laughs> and it, it's sort of a systemic problem for a lot of those books. And I just... I don't like putting up with it, so we've we've stopped reading quite a few of them. Mm-hmm. And so, how do you keep up with all of those things too? Like, I, I, if anybody were to go to We the Nerdy right now, it, you're going to see like a good couple dozen reviews or exclusive looks or any, like. There's so much going on all the time in the comics world, and somehow we at We the Nerdy like kind of keep up with it. But you know, the, the same could also be said in video games, maybe to a larger degree of of just volume in games, but like. We, I guess it's time commitment, really. I'm maybe answering my own question because yeah. you, you guys can kind of get through the the comic books pretty quickly, and then you and then you kind of write a, re, a bit of a review. I'm I'm curious your approach to reviews too. I think I think I feel like movies and even like comic reviews in a way are diff are probably even more difficult to at least for me. I can't wrap my head around how I would review a movie at least in a written form. Um, versus versus a game like a game you can kind of talk about more than just what you're witnessing and your experience with it uh i find with like movie reviews a lot of times writers will give away like way too much of the story because like what the hell else are you even gonna say um how does it work with comics for you like what's your how do you kind of review a comic what's your baseline and then your process and i I, half of my comic reviews i do in like 10 to 15 minutes Mm -hmm. because they don't have to be very long there's not that much to talk about unless it's a really involved book with like some socio-political commentary right that you want to get into um but it's always going to be a piece of a whole story 
Yeah. And so, I don't like to talk about plot a lot in my reviews. I feel like plot is the least important thing to basically any type of story. Mm -hmm. Uh, The characters are are always more important. Uh, Theming is always more important. Just the the writing itself, um, dialogue, if if it's natural. With comics, you got the artwork and how that uh, fits in tonally and and color and panel layout. So there's there's parts to Mm -hmm. talk about, and I usually... My my reviews feel they're very structured. Like I start with you know some kind of dumb intro to get to get that out of the way, and then it's largely what are the characters doing this time? Like how do the characters feel? Are they realistic? Mm-hmm. And then I end with artwork. You and always usually the uh, introduce that with like the same sentence because mm-hmm. at this point I've written so many comic reviews it's just easy to fall on. Mm-hmm. on I was wondering about um, that too with a lot of people who just kind of like pump out reviews all the times and how many sort of same statements. It's really difficult to be, I don't know, you have to, that's where you really have to work on vocabulary, right? Like, so that you have a number of different words and phrases to describe generally like the same, like there's only maybe a, a limited number of, of reactions that you can have, especially within, I found, okay, so maybe this is like an analog to comics. Like when I was reviewing like the Minecraft, uh, Oh, what the hell was it? The story mode, the uh, Telltale game, right? So oh, it's, sure. it's five, or I think it was, well, yeah, I think the first season was five episodes, and um, not sure what the ending was going to be. So you're kind of doing like one piece at a time. It's not very long, so like your review's not going to be very long either. And that I think is actually that that presented a new challenge for me to review. That maybe that's kind of just what the challenge is for comic book reviewers all the time. And so maybe you kind of just settle into the groove then is that kind of kind of the approach of you know you know what you're getting into before and it before it happens whereas with minecraft for me i guess it was it was new and i didn't know exactly where it was where it was going to go and a lot of expectations of what is this game um, supposed to be yeah i think there, there's something there yeah um the the useful thing is like at least with something like dc books where they are in uh structured in arcs so, like, the last run of Batman was, I think, three issues, and he was, uh, him and Catwoman were dealing with Ivy. And so, as soon as that arc started, it's like, okay, we have something new. So, you, you're kind of working with a first issue, even though you have the baggage of the characters. Right. Um, but that brings familiarity, so you, you know, there's certain ways that you can tackle it, because you know what you're going to talk about, even if you don't know what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. Don't, you, don't the they always come with the baggage? Uh, what about What about the... Oh man. Okay. This this is all this is all related. I mean, talking about and reviewing comic books and and uh, the fact that they're short and you're always going to have to rely on the same sort of reactions is one thing. But also the same characters, no matter how many times they reboot or change storylines, like how does it get boring for you at all? Like, do you ever run into a little bit uh-huh. of fatigue? Do people generally do that? Oh, yeah. Like, why? Yeah. How how the hell do comics and and these characters in these worlds persist and endure? even though there's not really a whole lot of movement on them. Or maybe there is, and I'm just totally blind to it. Well, that I really can't answer, because I didn't actually start reading comic books until I joined We the Nerdy. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Batman's got, you know, 40, 50 years of, of history to him, but I only really started getting into Batman, like, two years ago. You just have to make him dark, really. He Was uh, was he lighter I before, maybe? I don't even know. No, 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 the lighter Batman is way more fun than dark Batman. Interesting. And the okay. early months of Rebirth were very gritty, and now he's getting married to, to Catwoman, and it's way more fun. Hmm. Um, I like I like the fun in my superheroes, and mm-hmm. I've, which is why I like Marvel movies a lot. Uh, just 
you know, the dumb quips and, and there's always something kind of lighthearted. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a good time. It's a, it's an adventure. And so that dark gritty superhero stuff, I generally don't like. Mm-hmm. That's it. I feel like that's, um, on brand for you too, Chad. <laughs> just because that's like it's uh it seems like a bit of a, a crux or a cop or like people just default to i like the dark gritty batman because like that's supposed to be what you like um but i don't know it, i i agree that maybe just something different you mentioned something about the i want to touch on this with with marvel when you talk about every now and then they just kind of like reboot and but there's still some of the old stuff like it, it, number one doesn't really mean anything i'm curious do you have any thoughts on like on the Marvel Cinematic Universe, do is that in the future? Are they like because eventually Robert Downey Jr.'s like gonna gonna maybe be better suited to play Professor X because he's gonna be in a wheelchair pretty soon. He's getting a little old. <laughs> so like, do are we or should we be preparing ourselves for a a Marvel reboot? Because this can't this can't keep going. Uh, Hugh Jackman, all these people can't keep playing the same characters forever. That's true. Um, I, I think we should prepare for a Marvel reboot and we should want one mm-hmm. because God, mm-hmm. we've got what, like 17 movies now with a lot of the same characters. Yeah. And while I'm still really enjoying Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man, I would be really fine for him to eventually retire that character and then either get a new Iron Man or do uh, was it Iron Heart as I think who they tried where it was uh, a younger woman oh. uh, taking up the mantle. Yeah. And partner up with Thora. Was that, I think there was yeah. a female Thor. Yeah, this is it Lady Thor. Yeah, um, Lady, Lady Thor. I didn't read any of those. Mm-hmm. It worked for Ghostbusters. So probably... Yeah, I mean, people hated Ghostbusters. <laughs> <by now. laughs> um, what are the comics that you do like then? Like, where were you, what, what books were you reading before um, if you weren't in the, in the um, superhero universe? Um, I started off with a lot of image stuff. I think mm-hmm. the first big one I got into for We the Nerdy was uh, Wayward. Okay. Which is a Jim Zub book. Uh, kind of a young adult uh urban fantasy that in japan okay after that it was uh geez what all i I was really grabbing like every image number one i could and just going a ways and if i didn't like it i would eventually stop Mm -hmm. and for people who don't know if i like for people who don't know what is the origins of of image comics because i feel like there is some like marvel dc is really like the 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 Big Bang, but then everybody basically moved on from there and did something else. I feel like in my mind something is triggering that that happened with Image, but I'm not sure. Is there? God, I don't, I don't know a whole lot about it. I know Image is all creator owned stuff. Yeah, and so I think they were. It was a spinoff that way where people could go write their own thing and they would own their own IP. What about um, Todd McFarlane? Is he involved in any of this? Something is uh, triggering something here. Something is doing Spawn. Yeah, but did he come from Image and then go and do? I don't even know. Is Spawn I'm on not Image? Sure. I don't, man, I'm I'm way out of my element here. Uh. Yeah, I <laughs> I only know the books we get, and there are like like The Walking Dead. We don't get review copies for, so I don't read it. And that's Image. Um, Spawn. We wouldn't get review. We wouldn't get review comic or copies for. Mm-hmm. Very cheap. I, I really don't, I don't buy a lot of comics. I'm the, I'm well. I'm more so. Are you reading comics digitally then? Like, is that like everything that from We the Nerdy is is digital? Or are you getting physical stuff? No, and we it, we get it all as review PDFs, right? So you don't have to worry about a whole bunch of like the long boxes and whatnot. I it's funny because like I don't really get into comics, but I love Comic Con, and like I I sure. find myself just like going through all the displays and just kind of like thumbing through. Just seeing, like I don't even know what I'm looking for, but there's something amazing to me, and it like triggers something in my lizard brain. 
that is so satisfying about a nice comic book collection. It might just be the smell, but I'm not, I don't know. I, I, um, they're very colorful. Like I, mm. I buy the comics I really like, mm-hmm. um, or the ones I get cover quotes on mm-hmm. because you know, I, I got that ego masturbation going. Of course. And yeah. so, I mean, I have like a, I have a, a shelf of comic books. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there's something really nice about looking at them. You know, that it's, it's small. It's definitely not like what my neighbor has. He's he's the one who's got like boxes and boxes of old Marvel yeah uh, books. What's he gonna do with that? Do you think? I don't know. He's he, gonna um, smell it. Yeah. Under, uh, his, under his pool table. Where like where in the world are you? Like are you are you on the East Coast somewhere? Are you near Comic Con? Like are you able to no, jump in any of that? I'm in a really small city in Minnesota, on the border of Wisconsin. Originally. Are you Currently. there? But are you there? For, are you? Are you like where? Like where are you from originally? Because I feel like you don't sound like you're from Minnesota at all. I don't really? know if that's a God, thing. I've got. No, I, I'm no. I mean, but the, if you go really northern Minnesota, you get more of the accent. Yeah. Um, I'm southern Minnesota, but I am from uh, La Crescent, Minnesota. Is is the is the city? I definitely would have placed you somewhere like maybe like Philadelphia or something like that. I don't know why. And maybe maybe we should we should have strung that out a little bit, Chad. We should have had people like maybe guessing along as they. Huh. Um, and so the reason I asked because right. I kind of wanted to see like what the like is there a comic book scene or anything like that that you can kind of get into or is that maybe in lieu of all of that that's sort of what leads you to the internet to connect with people about your love of comics or new um, love of comics. We have we have two comic book stores in my city in the in the in Lacrosse, mm-hmm. which is. About ten minutes away, and that's pretty lucky for around here. I think there's it's not a huge scene. I mean, one of the comic book stores the one I go to also sells um, stuff for uh, hookah and uh, what's what vape pens. They also sell uh, oh god CD. They sell movies. It's a it's a freaking wonderful store. There's all kinds of used <laughs> toys you can buy every yeah. time. I, but every time I go in there, it's I don't. It's mostly to buy music. Mm-hmm. I like to. I like my physical CDs. So you bring them home and you rip the CD and then put them on your iPod Touch. Yep. Still. And then I put the CDs in a box and I don't look at them ever again. Right. But I have oh. them. I I have to deal with I have to deal with that in, in one way or another because I do have a couple of boxes of my old CDs. I actually had my car stolen. Uh, gosh, it would have been about ten or fifteen years ago. And my huge binder. Did, did you ever have one? Maybe you still do. Yep. Like that giant binder of like two or three hundred CDs is in there. Like. Why was that ever okay? That was really stupid of me to have in my car just waiting for somebody to steal it all. And the best thing was then uh, through insurance, I got to rebuy. They didn't even like, re- there's no real way of proving how many CDs you have. That, but I, I was pretty honest. Not pretty I was very honest, actually. Like, you know, two, I think it was about 250 CDs. And they, insurance just kind of directed me to this store that dealt with insurance claims like this. And we just like got to pick 200 CDs off the wall. And just like so, some oh, cool. I was some I was replacing. Some CDs I definitely didn't need to to buy again. That was one of the best experiences ever. And that's what kids these days they'll never they'll never experience getting their CD binder stolen out of their cars. You know, gosh, we had so man, good. Man, <laughs> or, or walking through a Best Buy and actually seeing like six aisles of music. Oh man, that is the one that is so sad. sad. One they have now. I mean, Best oh, we always talk about Blockbuster bummer. being gone, but you're right. Like walking into a Best Buy and seeing like. This is the new stuff that came out this week. This is the new games, the new movies, and the music. I guess even well, comic comic books that still exist though. Like you walk into a comic book yeah, store, and, like this is all the new stuff. Kinda, but who's going to a comic book store at least, anymore? 
the the two that uh, in my area don't get a lot of the uh, the smaller stuff like the image. They, they'll get some mm-hmm. the, the really popular ones, but so it's largely DC and Marvel, mm-hmm. um, and then like the Walking Dead. Yeah. Well, I have to make sure like all the books I want are on order. Yeah. Or, or I won't get them. <laughs> um. Are you on a book? Are you on, like, uh, there's a few times that We the Nerdy has been actually, like, quoted on the cover of a on the cover yes. of a comic. Are you on one? Because that is, like, the coolest thing. I'm on six. Holy cow. Not that you're keeping track, right? Not that I'm keeping track. <laughs> so, what is, so what is that like? Because like, I know, you know, there's, there's something to be said where you could, if you wanted to, just try and get on a book like there's some certain like some prestige to it right and there's probably certain types of phrases that are more 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 or less likely to get onto a cover but i know you and i know your style of of writing and the way that you talk about comics that's not that's not in you really to just kind of like put a quote in there and go well that's a that's a what do you call it a cover quote or book i don't even yeah. know so like so how do you deal with that like once wrong. you get you're writing wrong. You're, you're right and wrong. Um, oh, okay. Generally, I don't. I approach reviews very organically, and so whatever is on my mind about the book is what's going in the review, whether mm-hmm. it's important or not. However, there have been books where I'm just like, I like this book a lot. I'm definitely going to buy it and trade. I wonder if I can get my ass a cover quote, <laughs> and then I will. I was not expecting that sort of honesty. The... Okay. No, no. If you read the uh, my review for the Prism Stalker number two, there are probably three I tailored as like these sentences would all look really good on a cover. That's really funny, and I'm really hoping to get one because that book is really good, and I'm gonna buy it and trade. Mm-hmm. That is so funny, dude. So I that... may have done that for Underwinter, and it worked. Yeah, I, I felt really bad too because uh, Jean Luc had a quote in all their promotional material, and mm-hmm. then the book comes out, and then I'm on the I'm on the back. That a boy. That's so funny, man. So, um, who tell me, talk to me about Comic Stash because there was a while. Like, are you guys? Let me take a step back. Where did Comic Stash start? Was it that you wanted to have a podcast on We the Nerdy? Did you want a podcast? Like, where did your where did your connection with podcasting first, and then also Comic Stash come into play? Um, geez, okay, that was a while ago now. Yeah, right. So. I love podcasts. Uh, I used to work a couple of really boring jobs, and so I had to pass the time. I would listen to podcasts all day, mm-hmm. uh, and so I really, really like podcasts as, as a medium, as an entertainment medium. And my favorite ones were stuff like uh, Game Spy debriefings or the Dismal Jesters. Uh, what is know, the, that? I, like I don't know any game, of those. So, the Game Spy debriefings was a really old podcast that spun off into the Comedy Button. Oh, so it was video. Like half of it was off topic, just drips, pitching jokes and characters and just having a good time. Yep. Um, so this is Brian Altano and, and off of, Max Coville. Yep. It was uh, Brian Altano, Scott Bromley, Ryan Scott, and yep. Anthony Gallegos. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then did they? And s- then, yeah. Okay. Uh, Dismal Gestures was uh, the old pod toyed with uh, Jim Sterling and Max Coville. Mm. I didn't and, know they uh, did something together. Uh, they're not Max Coville. Oh, okay. Yeah, they. they Oh man, this this because Dismal Gestures isn't around anymore. Um, yeah, but at the time it was, and so it was it was these video game podcasts with a very large heaping pile of nonsense thrown on top. Mm-hmm. Because I like I like talking about video games. I like knowing about video games, but not for like an hour and a half. Yeah. Oh man, this is all so, making a lot of sense now. That the, yeah. that these are your podcast origins. Okay, I'm getting it now. So 
Comic Stash is very much like the GameSpy debriefings of comic books. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> okay, that makes cool. that actually makes way more sense and that's why I love this show and doing this and just kind of like getting to the bottom of this, man, and understanding people's origins in a way because that immediately makes me like Comic Stash even more. Like understanding where that nonsense comes from <laughs> like with all their like if I, I mean that in the best way possible. Oh yeah, um to me, a, a bad episode of Comic Stash is if we talk about comics the whole time. The whole time, yeah. And so the last two, the one we recorded last night, is basically mm-hmm. a full hour of, to- of comic books because, like, 12 came out we had to talk about. Mm-hmm. And there was no stupidity at all, and it was very disappointing. Yeah, and you feel it in your heart where you go, ah, that was maybe a little too, like, by the book or too structured. I don't know, which is funny because I don't, did you did you always – record in that way and did you always want that nonsense to be on there but because like for me i sort of knew in my heart that podcasts were great when the hosts were having a good time but like when you listen to the very very early episodes of we the gamer cast or even when i was joining on with with andrew and stephanie and everybody else uh i was trying to be the best like person i could be like the best like most knowledge and like it was totally I wasn't I'm not the the most smartest like whatever uh so eventually I learned to kind of like let go of that because there's always going to be somebody who's better and smarter and knows more or anything like that and as soon as you start having fun you're like oh yeah this is why I started so I'm curious for you is that sort of was it a similar path or did you know and act upon your knowledge that it was it's better to be all over the place than structured and trying to be the best best comic book podcast out there um, Whatever that means. God. I'm, to go, I'm trying to go back to like the very early episodes of Comic Stash. Because how many episodes are you on now? We're on. We did 97 this Holy week. Holy! Cr- are you gonna do something cool for 100? Yeah, John. Talk about fucking politics. What? So he's a poli sci major. Yeah. And so world politics are, are his his jam. Mm-hmm. And um, this was around like episode 30 something where he's like, "We should do an episode about politics." And I was like. I think I get to a hundred, you get your politics episode. And he's like, I'm going to hold you to that. And I was <laughs> like, really that funny. sucks. Cause I know you're going to hold me to that mm-hmm. way to go. And so, yeah. And, um, right now we, we have this, uh, thing where it's like, am I going to get just hopelessly drunk for that episode? Or am I going to be on my best behavior? Mm-hmm. I don't know yet. Mm-hmm. Leaving that up to the viewers listeners. So now you've been doing almost a hundred, which congratulations. That is, I don't think people like, because have you guys done every single week? Because we were doing something with video and stuff, and then I don't know if that was just not really worthwhile or, or that, that sort of we've stuff. Missed like, I think we've missed like two weeks, That's and that really was just good, one man. of them. The uh, audio was just – there was something wrong with it, and we just had to scrap it. Yeah. And I think there was another week where we just couldn't get together. At least two of us can get together mm-hmm. every week and, and talk about comics. That's also that's – why, that's why this is the version of We The Gamer Cast that exists. Is because I couldn't get anybody like to actually commit every single week. It was always like, and even though like they w- they would sort of commit, which isn't really a thing, um, there would be cancellations like ten minutes before all the time. Andrew, remember what was Badger Banter? Remember that? Remember Badger Banter? Oh, you you want to just yeah, rip on Andrew for five ago. minutes here? Yeah, I'll, I'll rip on Andrew all the time. Okay, what's what's the worst thing about He's Andrew not Sanchez? On comic stash anymore. He's not allowed huh? on a comic stash. No, we had him on once and uh, never again. Yeah. Why is that? He was, uh, man, I don't know. Anything that episode about comics. was really, no, he, he knows things about comics. He just, he really likes Marvel books. Mm. 
but part of part of it was like it was um so we have like this me and Andrew and, and a lot of people I think on the site and Andrew have a very you know funny rapport that's kind of mean but there's a it's jokes yeah but I feel like when he was on the on the podcast it it kind of went past jokes and it just like we were just really mean to each other it was a very antagonistic episode of yeah. comic stash that was uncomfortable to listen to you were both playing characters of each other that you thought the other person was maybe expecting and then it just yeah, kind of got a little nuts it did and we had problems uh just just the logistics of it getting uh, getting him to record because he he was recording his own audio, mm-hmm. and then I had to get us all to sync it, and he was being kind of stubborn about a few things. Um, Shocking. Yeah, so, it, w- it was a it was a really really weird episode mm-hmm. that I don't think is up anymore. So, are you like what? Did, how would you describe like your person? Like, why? Maybe there's a clashing thing that happened there with Andrew, but how would you describe your own personality, or how would friends kind of describe describe you? Because I I don't know how to place you, Chad. I don't – I'm not really sure because <laughs> I, I can – I go back and forth for like – I try to be – I try to be nice and a good person, but my my humor style tends to edge on the abrasive and, and uh, kind of disgusting side. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so like there's that weird clash where like, you know, someone joins We the Nerdy and I'll say welcome instead of welcome. <laughs> and uh, oh to God. me – to me that's really funny. And to most people, it's gross, and they want me to just never talk ever again. Oh, man, I just don't even know what to do with that. Uh, do I have to write that down? Like, I don't even... Because, like, is that... Is, that, that, might, that might... That I think I might have to... Let me just have to write down 37 minutes. Or, <laughs> I, <laughs> and then people will have to wonder what you said instead of, instead of welcome. Um, I don't... Yeah... I don't know what to make of that, man. Because here's the thing. Because I'm having almost like this, almost like an identity crisis, which is totally hyperbolic. I'm not having a day. But like when I think about comedy, right? When I think about Dave Chappelle coming back and doing his uh, his special, he's saying things that are similar to the things that he used to talk about 10, 15 years ago. And then being, they were like offside before. You knew they were wrong. But now they're like, oh, a lot of people think that's wrong now. And so, but I still think it's funny. Like it still kind of like hits me in the in the funny bone. So that's a it's a tricky place to walk because like you don't want to like just let go of things that you think are funny. And you, and and I think censorship is a very difficult topic altogether. Uh, but then like I don't know. I guess it's maybe more right time, right place type of stuff. But yeah, you have to you have to know your audience and know the venue. Mm-hmm. Um. What's the audience for Comic Stash? What are what are what are you guys? What are what are the listeners like? Man, they we like don't you guys? have a lot of listeners. <laughs> it's and I'm I'm never it's a show surprised for you. by that. It really is. It, it's a it's a show for me, Jean and Alex to to just have fun for an yeah. hour mm-hmm. and talk comic books. And, and if it's Alex Hanziak, is it? Yeah. Yes, he's the best. I'll I'll rip on Andrew a little bit, but but Alex is amazing, dude. Yeah, I adore Alex. I wish he would actually write for the site. Mm-hmm. What's he doing? Don't know. Just podcast. Just, he, he he's writing for a different website right what? now. That he's getting paid to write for. Oh well, I guess I can't, oh, I can't blame be, him for that. Yeah. Are you playing any games? No. Uh. uh I've been. As I totally my friend bought me here. Overwatch. Yeah. So I've been playing Overwatch for the first time. Mm-hmm. How's that? And that's been kind of fun. 
it's a it's a lot to take in. There's a lot of characters and a lot of buttons. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm in, I'm enjoying it. There's it's uh, I, I never thought I'd get into it. I'd, I'd I'd had no interest in playing it, and then all of a sudden. My friend's just like, I bought this for you. What We're do you normally, what would you, like, where's your, like, do you have, like, a video game center that you kind of, like, fall back to, or, like, I actually don't um, even know. I play Super Smash Brothers with my brother pretty mm-hmm. much every week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, like, our Friday thing. Like, for the Wii? Uh, for the Switch, so Smash 4. What? Or No, yeah, no, yeah, it is on the Wii, isn't it? I'm like, you play... What 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 future are you going to? Okay, that makes that makes sense. Yeah, that one. Mm-hmm. So is Nintendo kind I'm, of? Like I'm using like, I'm using a classic controller, and and so I just never like I never have to actually look at that big honking um, thing with a screen on it. Oh, dude, I keep it I keep it just right here next to my computer for some stupid. It's not really plugged into anything, but every now and then I just kind of give the Wii U a little flash on the on the video, and I don't really sure. know why. It's um. I, I I have a, a whole bunch of games next next to me here uh, for the Wii U, and like in my brain, I know for actually in my heart, I know I'm never gonna play them. But it, my brain tricks itself into thinking like you'll you'll get to you get to some of those sometime. Um, which actually leads me to think like is is a backlog in comics a thing? Yes. And do you have um, one? Yeah, there's a couple of comics in my in my downloads folder yet that I really need to get to before the next issues come out. Mm-hmm. Um, I tend not to if I if I start falling behind, I usually just dump uh, dump the series. That's probably or I'll wait the, for the, the healthiest way to do that. Um, I mean, I only got so much time, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was talking to Andrew earlier today, and he told me to ask you what's with your obsession about MLP. And I actually, first of all, don't know what MLP is. Um, so oh, my what, little first, pony. Oh my! Oh. So yes, let's get into this then. <laughs> what oh, is fuck. with your obsession? Now I remember. Now I, now I can't share this episode with my family. Oh uh, yeah, like you were gonna, you're talking about the welcome thing before. Uh, <laughs> oh god, my, my ship has sailed with my parents mm-hmm. on my language. Oh, fair enough. So My Little um, Pony, this is a real thing. I mean, I watch the show, and I, I, I do read and review some of the comics if they're mm-hmm. worth. I'm not like obsessed with it though andrew's andrew's playing that up yeah but sometimes um, perception can be reality so what, <laughs> so what's going on so the the show came out let's see we're on season eight now mm-hmm. so eight years ago it, it hit the internet by storm and people were talking about it and um i was in college and stressed out and then i was looking at job prospects and how they didn't exist because i majored in english and I kind of, like, gave the show a chance. Like, you know, people keep talking about this. I can't, like, escape this conversation. Let's let's try it. And it turned out to be a really cute little world where I could just relax in and not have to worry about the fact that I was probably going to be unemployed for a bit and then have to take a really shitty job mm-hmm. that paid minimum wage. Yeah. Because English major. Yeah, of course. And um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's just I kept up with it because it's it's a, a low-stakes kind of comedy cartoon with really gorgeous animation and, and generally fun characters. I mean, I'm at a point where I criticize it a lot more than I enjoy it. That's uh, really funny, but that means you're passionate long. about it. That's the that's the sign. You care enough yeah. about it to actually say, like, mm, it could be better in this way, which actually you have to have some baseline of knowledge. This is this is fascinating to me, Chad, that, you know, because I, I feel like there are certain things in this world that you almost have to... Um, 
I don't think that you need to apologize for liking My Little Pony, but I don't know if you think that you need to or that maybe some people do. I don't know. Like, there are certain things that are, quote-unquote, allowed to fanboy out about. Like, like you. okay, so you're talking about fanboying about maybe a little bit about uh, My Little Pony. Totally weird for maybe some people. Fanboying about DC, Image, Marvel, like, totally allowed. And maybe it's, I don't know, it's, it's a strange... It's a strange thing. I don't know. Maybe you're maybe you're more progressive than you think, Chad. Maybe it's um, it's funny. I do a different podcast with a friend of mine, and we talked about fandoms on the last episode. Mm-hmm. And we both were like, "Well, we you know we talked about the Brony fandom, and we both concluded that Bronies, well, we're not yes. Bronies. Yeah, <laughs> we're not Bronies, but we did spend twenty minutes talking about who the best pony was, and mm-hmm. so no one believed us. So then, what would make a Brony then, if if not that? So my thing with fandoms is like it's a it, a title you give yourself. Mm-hmm. You can be a part of something, but if you don't consider yourself a part of the Brony community or the furry community or the Juggalo community or the Trek community or whatever, right? Um, you're really not in there. You can just enjoy the property. Yeah. Um, hmm. A lot of I don't I'm not I don't go online and talk about any of those you know MLP with most people. I don't. Uh, not yet. I don't make music. I don't write fanfics. I don't read fanfics or or really listen to most of the fan music. I, I was at one point when it, the show was really popular. I think I need to have um, more people on the show who do write fanfiction. I think those um, people are I fascinating. I used to write fanfics when I was in high school. Tell me. Yes. Tell me more about this. This is like, oh, I, I don't know why I didn't start oh, with there this. Was My first question for everybody, like Justin Davis on GameScoop asked uh, 20 questions. He starts it off with, does a character wear a hat? I think I should start every interview or whatever you call this with, have you ever written fanfiction? It was nothing like particularly amazing. I mean, it was garbage because I was in high school, but it was mostly just Metroid stuff. Oh, nice. Um, because Metroid Prime was was out, and that was like one of my favorite games at the time. Mm-hmm. And so it was just like, oh man, I want to write stories about Samus going on adventures and shooting space pirates. Dude, that is so good. So, like, what were some of the stories? Can I find oh, them? Man, please tell me I can find. Did you oh, upload these somewhere? No, no, they they are gone. No, um, come on, get them back. We gotta get. I had Ryan Hewlin on here. He was talking about he wrote a uh, Back to the Future fanfic, and uh, I don't know if he was so much in on. Like I wanted to, I wanted to have uh, a bunch of people on the show and read, like do a read through on the fanfic, and uh, I just don't know. I think it would be amazing and maybe probably hilarious, but I don't want to make fun. If you know what I mean, like I want him to yeah. be. If we're gonna have a laugh about, it, I want him to be in on it. I'm not sure if he would have been. So that was sure. that's unfortunate. No, I actually went and tried to look for a couple not that long ago because it the it, it was a topic that did come up on Comic Stash and yeah. um, there the the sites they were hosted on no longer exist. And Damn if you man. find them on the Wayback Machine, you have to log in. Oh, and yeah. you can't. So they're mm. they're gone um, completely. <sighs> the digital world we live in, man. They need to the, be... the last fan. I mean, I do have a there's. I did write an Aquaman fanfic for Comic Stash, but it was it was smut. Oh, smut? <laughs> That's the funniest thing I've ever heard. Tell me more. Tell, yeah, the, t- tell me about this. The joke, you can't just so leave the joke was. Um, this was really early in Aquaman's run, and the, I think it was like the first Rebirth uh, issue. And uh, the relationship between him and Black Manta was really, really weird to the point where I was like, you know, they want to have sex, right? Like, I'm not the only one who's like, this is like a really weird sexual will they won't they think going on 
on that for a bit, and then I was like, I should get really drunk and write an Aquaman fanfic where they have sex because uh, it's you know the writer's not not going to do it for us. This is the weirdest thing I think I've ever talked about on this show. And so and so I did, and uh-huh. I filled it with fish puns, and there's about fifty fish puns in it. <laughs> and, I, and I read it on Comic Stash, and like what? Tell me a fish pun. Not up anymore. Give me a good fish pun. Oh my god! Are there any clean ones? It. Oh man, that is. A, I'm a, I'm a big fan of puns. As a dad, you sort puns of have are amazing. to be. You have to be a fan of puns. Um, Somebody was there. Me, like, are they the lowest form or the lowest level of comedy or something like that? Somebody, somebody made up some garbage like that. But I think puns are are terrific. Did I hear you I, walk away I, to go find them? <laughs> no, no, yeah, no, I have a, I have it pulled up. I'm trying to find it. Skim through this, and um, how does it feel to be writing, um. Uh, sex scenes. Like, is that weird? Is that it's weird? Oh, okay, weird so, words are involved in there. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the whole thing was a, is an elaborate joke, and so it's not like I was trying to be particularly sexy. <laughs> um, Save that for the next. You practice with the with the weird stuff, and then and then you get a real fifty one shades of gray. Yeah, I mean. Like, like, uh, Black Manta knelt and unbuckled Aquaman's ugly green pants. He then placed his finger on Aquaman's tri-dick and ran it from the tip to the base. Just tri-dent, tri-dick. So it's, it's like a <laughs> five to eight hundred words of, of that kind of garbage. Oh, that's nice. That's a, that's tightly packed. Well, this, yeah, well, you know, oh that wasn't the only God. thing that was tightly packed. Oh, I don't even know why I said that. Dude, that is yeah. so funny. You need to get that... I was gonna say you need to get that up somewhere. You need to like post that somewhere. And I should post it on We the Nerdy. You definitely should. And don't tell it's Andrew you're gonna do. No, it. it's from back in 2016. That's really funny, man. I love it, uh, dude. Thank you so much for your your time this morning. I, I especially appreciate uh, both of us really working through some technical stuff. I'm gonna maybe do a refresh of Windows later on today. I think you're editing. Are you editing Comic Stash later on? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, man, thank you so much. Um, why don't we um, wrap things here and tell everybody where they can uh, find you on the internet as well as hopefully find your, your smut fan fiction on We the Nerdy very soon. Oh, man, I so did not come on this podcast for my smut fan fiction. I know, but I got it out of you. You didn't even know? That's the thing. I, I, I hear that all the time, and people are like, I was not expecting to talk about that, and then we got there. That's, uh, that's 141 episodes of experience right there. There you go. So you can find me uh, on Twitter at DoWildSoft. It's my company Twitter. Like video games. We did not talk about video games really at all here. Whatever. I um, tried. But my, I have a, I have a card game, an action battle oh, card game it. CCG thing called the, the Land of Glass, which people can go buy on Steam. Hang on. We're not wrapping up. I'm kidding, everybody. We're not done. Tell me about tell me about this game. I uh, I did download it, but my, my kid turned one yesterday, so uh, that sort of took priority. Hence, the bags under my eyes. I need to, like, zoom out my camera a little bit and maybe, I don't know, have some camera tricks because, like, the bags are starting to, like, the bags are carrying bags under my eyes. Tell me about uh, this. Let's talk about this game. I didn't get a chance to play it, and I am very, very sorry, but it's a... That's okay. It's a card game? It's a it's a card game, but uh, it's oh, also what an is it called? Game. Let's start from the beginning. The and Land you of made Glass. this game. The Land of Glass, made yes. by you, Chad Waller. Holy crap. And my brother. Okay, well, we, he's not here, my so it's all did you. the hard work. Oh, really? He did all of the art. He programmed it. He um, did some of the music. So are you a writer on it, essentially? Like, or is it... I, did, I, did, uh, I did all the writing. I did a good chunk of the level design. I did a good chunk of the music. I did almost all of the sound effects. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, we it was you know there's only two of us, so everything of us. Yeah, I think I need to stream um, this. Yeah, maybe yeah. that's how I make up for this. I wish more people would. I'm going to stream it. That's yeah. how I'm going to make up for this. I apologize. I wanted to be able to talk about this after having some experience with it. Uh, just didn't really have. To be honest with you, like here's here's my here's my video game experience this week, which always makes the section of like what you play in super exciting when you like just sit on your ass and you're barely awake to like hold the controller and you're just like I'm just gonna just play 45 minutes to Stardew Valley and then that's it and I can't even uh. I just didn't even have like the energy like even be in this chair this chair keeps me too upright and I didn't have the energy to have the upright posture to be sitting at a PC. Sure. Um, but Land of Glass card game. Why do why do I want to play it? Because it's a it's not a turn based card game. Okay. So I'm not really one to play card games, but I like the idea, like mm-hmm. the the strategy and synergy between the cards. But I also I'm I want something more reactive and active than uh, taking turns. Right. I'm actually and the so exact the, same way. I would describe myself the same way. I like the idea of it, so but I just never get around to it. The game is you have attack cards, you have defense cards, and you have like magic cards and, and trap cards and stuff like that. But you you're you're physically placing them on different grids to do damage and defend yourself, and you're doing it in real time. And so there's very much this like uh, kind of back and forth between you know attacking and defending, blocking and and um, that you're controlling, but then it's all done through cards. So you have to actually build a deck where this is going to do where you know it's got to work. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of the best of action games and the best of card games. We we hope. Yeah. So how did you build it, man? Like, I don't even, like, I was talking to, I've been talking to a couple of people who have, like, made music and made other things, and I just don't even understand how you even get started. How, have you built, have you made games before? Have you, is this your first kind of, like, foray into game making? How, I don't even know where to start, so I'm curious. So this, this is my first personal foray into it. My brother went to school for programming with a specifics of video games um in high school he got into game maker mm-hmm. and just started uh learning he basically taught himself how to program yeah uh with game maker and this is a pretty extensive background as, as far as that goes um and so he he did a lot of uh a lot of the really heavy lifting mm-hmm. i have no idea how programming works he, he types these weird characters with a lot of semicolons and um <laughs> slashes and then things happen on the screen yeah that's my basic understanding of it too mm-hmm so then you got getting it up onto Steam. Like yep. this I I've, I've heard of this whole self-publishing thing. Is it as simple as this like basically what you sent you sent me a file a while ago and then later a code and thank you very much for that. Um is it basically that like how does that actually work? Is there a um, a portal that you log into or do you have to get some sort of approval to be somebody There's... who submits games? Like how does that happen? There's really not an approval process, which is why Steam is such a dumping ground. Yeah, so you can just like create a login and then submit your game. Yeah, I mean you have you have to. There's some paperwork you have to fill out. You need um, if you're a business, you need a, a tax ID number. If you're by yourself, you need to use a social security number. But you need mm, a mm-hmm. to enter banking information so they can pay you. Right. Um, there's there's a couple things to, you need to like sign, but really, it doesn't take that long. Yeah, it's not that difficult to do. And so, is it like in is the game in early access or are you launched? Are you like it's launched? Yeah. So like, what are your expectations out of it in terms of? Is this one of those? Let's just see if we can actually even do it because that was sort of like what I did with with the GamerCast, but like just to see like can I actually do this thing? Like, what are your expectations with actually launching this game? 
Um, that's our expectations at this are kind of low because it's really hard to get people to know it exists and yeah. care about it. Mm-hmm. And so I've been trying to do marketing um, and get sites to review it, and it's it's an uphill battle. Yeah, definitely. Well, even but, yes. I mean, we yeah. We want it to do well. I mean, we've we've made some financial and life sacrifices the last couple of years to get this thing done and out um, in a timely manner. Mm-hmm. And so, if it doesn't make any money, we we, we will be out. You know, resources, not yeah. like a or anything, but there is there was a investment. Mm-hmm. But we don't need to sell that many copies to make that back. So, so yeah, the numbers we're looking at should be doable as long as we can get just some prominent sites to notice it Mm -hmm. so um what are some of like the lessons that you learned building a game that like can you take to making another like is there a future in this for you guys as especially as as the two of you or is this like a one and done kind of thing no we want to keep making games it's just you know will it will it have to stay a kind of after work process yeah totally you know that kind of thing but you don't um, want to like take three or four mortgages out on your house so that you can make cuphead kind of thing yeah. But it kind of gives you like, that behind the scenes of like what do people actually go through to make the game work and then yeah, you're right. Like it's not even just that that's hard enough. Just making a game that doesn't crash very difficult. Yeah. Then making a game that doesn't crash that you can actually get people to cover and then even if they cover it, can people will buy will people buy it? Like you even look at like Lawbreakers, very prominent dude making that game, a lot of talk about it and not many people playing it so yeah you, you, oh, you the game's first... basically done it, yeah totally i and i'm shocked that they've actually moved on to something else the radical something or other the new um uh early access battle play how far yeah. you've fallen i know i love cliffy b man like i my a lot of my love for xbox uh, is derived out of gears of war and a lot of that yep. love for Gears of War comes from Unreal. Like, Unreal, the first, like, not even Unreal Tournament, like, Unreal, the PC game from way back in the day. It's, like, one of my favorite games of all time. Probably one of my most, like, seminal experiences with PC games uh, or gaming in general. Just, like, this yeah. is the future. I'm outside. I don't have to be, like, in this underground corridor for the entire game. I'm, I'm in outdoor environments. That completely blew my mind. Yeah. In my mind, he's a genius. Like, he really is. And then and then there's this. Then, then Lawbreakers happens. Yeah. Well, I love Lawbreakers. I thought Lawbreakers was amazing. It's just it failed to find an audience. That's all I'm saying about it too. Yeah, and um, um, PC only was. If we go back to to your one question um, about like getting into it and just things you learn. Yeah. Um, the one thing I learned is that you can basically do anything if you put time into it and aren't afraid to try. Right. I had never composed music until I started making this video game. And then, well, we needed music, and I didn't want to, you know, buy, buy it, it or use royalty-free stuff. And mm-hmm. so I bought FL Studio, and I just we started making music. And that was a pretty crazy learning experience, but it was totally worth it. Like, it was one of the most gratifying things the, as you, far as game development for me. Can you send me some of that music so I can use it to introduce this whole thing? Because that oh, would be sure. awesome. Because otherwise I'm going to be using some, like, pornographic aquaman theme song that i'll I'll, i'm sure to find and i i will that will actually render my computer completely useless so maybe i don't really want to do that if i'm if i'm searching the internet for anything aquaman pornographic music related maybe some disco that's uh that's just gonna do my computer in altogether dude i can't wait to play it um I'm definitely going to I'm going to check it out on uh on youtube.com/we the nerdy this week. Um Cool. 
yeah, now that I don't have, I have a whole other year before I have to worry about another birthday for for there Lincoln go. anyway. So I'm I'm good now. I'll get some. I'll have a coffee and an energy drink because that's that's hashtag dad life now. And I'm pumped to play uh-huh. it, man. You really sold me on it. And congratulations for making the game and launching it. Um, I'll have a link to the Steam page in the show notes as well. So thank you. Cool. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Uh, remind. So now is really the end of the show. I was joking before. Okay. This is this is it. Uh, tell everybody. So Dual Wield Soft. That's the name of the company for for the game. Dual Wield. Yep. Dual Wield. The company Dual Wield Soft is our Twitter handle. Sweet man. Uh, thank you so much for this. This was great. Yeah, this was fun. The other game that I really would like to start streaming as well is this Lego's Dimension. This eventually will disappear. I'm looking at in the... If everybody watching the video, I've got a stack of Lego Dimensions that I went and splurged on a little while ago. I've got to open these. I've got to construct this Lego. It's also a bit of a choking hazard uh, for Lincoln. He is... He wants to eat everything. He's learning how to how to draw and, and color. We're, we're giving him, like, wax crayons. And he just kind of, like... He draws a little bit, which is very impressive to me. Like, that's... That means one. I don't know how old you're supposed to be when you're supposed to start learning to to, to color. Seems pretty good. So anyway, uh, but then he draws a little bit, and then he just, like, shoves that crayon into his face. So that's... That's not good. Wax... I don't think it's, it smells, it probably smells like it's supposed to say it's good. And I, I, if I remember correctly, <laughs> I don't think that it, uh, doesn't taste very good. Wax crown is not, not good. Thank you, Chad Waller from We the Nerdy for being here at Dual Wield Soft. That music was his at the start. I, I asked him to send some music and he did. So thank you to Chad. That's called A Dance with Dragons. Draxons? Wait, did you spell it Draxons? Did I copy and paste Draxons? A Dance with Draxons. We're going with Draxons. Kind of, that's exactly what that sounds like. Except without without Fireball Blast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing, for subscribing on iTunes. That really helps out. And re- leaving a review. I'm mixing all my words. Trying to also be, a, a lot of napping is happening upstairs. So that kind of messes with your podcast mind. Follow me on Twitter at Sean Capri. Sean like Connor Capri like the pants. Follow the, the show. We, the GamerCast. The website is We the Nerdy. And the Mega Dads, by the way, celebrating 50th, 50th episodes. Their 50th episode coming up. They're uh, in between 49 and 50 right now. You guys should go to megadadsblog.org. And they are listing their top 50 games. So go yell at them for that because surely it's all wrong. Um, and and all of that good stuff. I am on If We Ran Nintendo tonight, Monday on youtube.com slash we the nerdy that show goes up every wednesday and of course as i mentioned at the top of the show johnny casino joining me on the xbox drive on thursday i write every once in a while on we the nerdy thank you to gary gray our artist and adam leonard our other artist and our video designer antonio guillen hi antonio we're working on something cool for the new if we were a nintendo intro so just you wait this this uh podcast powered by the day space network of podcasts otherwise this is episode 141 we the gamer cast now in your ears and eyeballs let's uh, go talk to jason 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 come back next week bye-bye jason 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 jason, jason!
Jason! Jason! Sean! 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 Jason! 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 Jason!